Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Raider Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast, brought to you by your humble self, Micah, and Tyler, my sidekick, partner in crime. This week, you know what? We're going to run the experiment one more time. We had Birch on the show last week. We lost. We're going to give it one more shot, Birch. I'm a little worried. I'm a little concerned that there's... Uh, uh, there's some. I don't know what's going on. I'm not super. I'm not superstitious. I am a little stitious. But we're gonna give this one more chance, Raider Nation. You have that sultry voice back on the show again, second week in a row. Birch, my man, how you doing? Hey, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> not my fault. We decided to take a week off, two weeks off. I'm doing great though. Good to be back. Excellent. Great to have you back, Birch. Always happy to have you. Absolutely. And as our listeners, the millions, love having you on. And, uh, you know, guys, let's just get right into it. I guess before we get right into that, I will let Raider Nation know you can find us on Twitter at Behind Eyepatch. Follow us there. Also find us on Facebook. We are still on that dinosaur page. Behind the Eyepatch, search for that group. Some interesting polls get put up every week. I've got some interesting polls that we put up over the weekend. I'm excited to share with you on this episode. And as always, family-friendly show and political-free. So we pride ourselves in those two things. And we are like, I don't know, 30 episodes deep in this. And so far, so good. So, guys, let's just get right to it. Took a loss to the Packers. There's kind of a lot to unpack here, if you will. Birch, man, I want to start with you. The good, the bad, and the ugly, in your opinion, from our loss to the Packers on Sunday. Okay. Um, oh, God. I've been fired up all day. But uh, the good, I think, coming out of that is that we actually were able to move the ball, uh, get down, score some points, and turn the ball over on the one-yard line twice. <laughs> but, no, I think – for me, probably the best thing was, God, it's a toss-up for me between the tight end group and the running backs on offense. Like um, Jacobs was a beast, so was Waller, so was Moreau. Yeah. Um, so that's got to be my good is that our skill position, well, two of a, the three skilled positions, the wide receiver group is still a work in progress, was really good. The bad, <clears throat> well... Can I just have two uglies? That's fair. Okay. The, <laughs> the defense as a whole was just putrid. And I think, oh, man, if we could have just maybe, you know, stopped them once on third down, once or twice, we maybe the turns out different. And my other ugly, oh, gall, 
I'm going to be very unpopular after this one, but Derek Carr's fumble out of the back of the end zone, man. Also that's, fair. That's twice now, back-to-back seasons. If you're going to do, if you're going to die for the pylon, go at it with two hands. Hold on to the ball. You don't have right. any control when a uh, middle linebackers taking you out on the sideline, and that just that just irked me a little bit. So that's my ugly defense and turnovers in the on the one yard line. Yeah. yeah. Was that what, what did one irk you more than the other? I'm not gonna lie. the The fumble for me, that one really irked me. I think that one was a game changer. I told you guys on Sunday watching the game. I mean, that totally. Yes, there were other plays. Not just one play is gonna define the whole game, but that mm. totally changed the landscape of the game. You're you're going to score, going to halftime, probably up fourteen, seventeen to fourteen. Right. And yeah. then before you even get the ball back, you're down twenty eight to ten now, and the game's over. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. That uh um yeah, I that that was just just awful. For me, Tyler stepped away for just a second. The good and the bad and the ugly for me, you kind of summarized it there uh for the good. Gosh, I, I was really impressed minus Carr's goober fumble. Uh our offense looked really good, man. I mean, they were yeah. crisp. They were moving the ball down the field. I was really pleased. I, I, I this that's the, that's the kind of offense that I think can compete. I mean, look, we're only six weeks into this thing. I guess seven weeks, but we've had a bye. We're three and three, Raider Nation. It, it's not like we're two and four or one and five, and this this season's over. We're right in the mix. So, um, and, and some like I said, silver lining. That offense looks sharp. Waller, man, after that big old contract, goes out and has himself a big game. Really was excited for him. That was a big silver lining. And then, yeah, Jacobs, dude. As that that dude almost rattled off like a beast quake 1.0 of his own making. That yeah, was that, epic. That first run. run he had after he plastered that poor de- defensive back, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think it just is going to get better. And we didn't even have Trent Brown in. That's the thing. You know, we get Gabe Jackson back. Carr wasn't touched all day. That's another silver lining, something a lot of people haven't looked at. Carr had all day to throw. Um, and so just little things like that that I'm looking at with this offense, you know, put up 24 points, probably should have put should have put up another 14, should have had about 38 points in that game, 35 to 38 points in that game. So um, against a Packers defense that a lot of people like, you know, that was has been playing pretty well up to that point in this season. So I was really impressed with Gruden's game plan. I thought they came out on fire. Um, so I guess, yeah, my good is the offense. The bad for me I would go defense. I, I'm kind of following the same vein. That was just uh, – we had one stop, I think, the whole night uh, or the, the, the whole day. Like, that, that was the one where they got the hit on Aaron Rodgers in the end zone. I thought oh, yeah. I thought that was intentional grounding. I never went back to look at the replay. I didn't see anybody in the area, uh, but obviously they didn't think it was. Gruden wanted to challenge <laughs> – can't challenge that play – which makes no sense because you can challenge about every other thing in the NFL these days. Um, but that, so uh, the the bad for me yeah, was this defense. Um, we'll get into this Conley trade here in a little bit. And then, yeah, the ugly, I, I wrote all this down beforehand, but the ugly was like you mentioned, Birch, that it changed the entire landscape of that game. Car fumbling out of bounds in the back of the end zone. Uh, like you said, you know, even at the very least, I think the Packers would have had like 
a minute 30, something like that. So even if they go down and tie it, it's 17-17, you know? Even if yeah. Packers go out and get a touchdown in that opening drive, you're down seven. It's 24 to 17. You're right in that game. And the way Oakland was moving the ball, like I think we would have been in for a real shootout at that point. Um, right. It should have been for a real yeah, shootout. Yeah, it just that seems point. that that, that play kind of just shook our team for some weird reason. Like we just kind of, after that, just kind of fell off the face of the earth or something. I don't know. Right, right. And and something that really is – you know, we we a lot of a lot of dirt has been dished out on the corners for Oakland uh, over the last 24 hours. But I have to say, man, we talked about this a little bit off air. Is you know, corners can't guard receivers for five, six, seven seconds. Rogers had all day back there. We besides the second drive where Mad Max Crosby got that beautiful sack. Big props to him, by the way. Um, I mean, Rogers kind of like Carr had all day to throw, and I. It, that was ridiculous. But then when you pair that with uh, our corners, that, that matchup should have favored Oakland's defense all day long. You have uh, – you mentioned this, Birch. You have uh, second and third string wide receivers out there, you know, against our best corners, and we can't stop that. That That's tough. Like, yeah. I, the whole thing was a mess. Well, and even – yeah, even on that sack Crosby had, I mean, it still was – four or five seconds before somebody even touched, got to Rogers. He still had time. Right. Luckily the secondary held up on that one. Right. Right. But you can't ask the secondary to hold up like that the entire game. And that's what they were asked to do. And um, obviously uh, they'd seen enough in Conley because he's gone now. We'll get to that here in a minute. Um, but yeah, so that was my ugly though. Yeah. The, the car fumble out of the back of the end zone. I want to know why in the world we still have that rule. Isn't that like an ancient rule in the rule book? I mean, it really doesn't make any sense to me. Why is it that anywhere else on the field when you fumble, it's just, as long as the, the other defender doesn't touch the ball, um, that it's just where you fumble the ball. That's where they place the ball. But somehow when you fumble it out of the back of the end zone, uh, it's a turnover. Even though the defender doesn't touch it, even though nothing like, I, I I want somebody to explain that to me because that really honestly to me does not make any sense whatsoever. No, it really doesn't. But I don't even know what kind of proposition you would make. What, what would be a good rule change for that? I don't. Right. Well, to me, it's like look, if no defender touches the ball, the ball would just go back to where the where the quarterback or running back or wide receiver fumbled it because that's what yeah. normally happens. Um, uh, in you know anywhere else on the field, you fumble the ball if you're at the twenty, but you fumble it out of bounds, you know, forward three yards. Well, no, it doesn't go forward three yards. It just goes back to where you fumbled it. It seems like to me that's what should happen. Alas, it is not, and that has bit us in the rear twice. And twice time, it's been very costly because against the Cowboys, that was um, that was a big, uh, um, you know, that was a big point in that game that ended up turning that game around for us against the Cowboys. Here, it really puts us in the hole against the Packers. Um, so that was my ugly as well. Tyler has still stepped away from the mic. So I apparently with with three dads doing a podcast, some child somewhere is uh, <laughs> not behaving. So while Tyler takes care of that, Birch, man, you and I going to keep rumbling on here. Let's do um, it. You know, dude, we, 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 let's go ahead and dive into this. And then when Tyler gets back, we'll, we'll find out his good and the bad and the ugly. I'm sure it's probably pretty similar to ours. Um, this Conley trade, man, literally just happened hours ago. 
What's your initial reaction to this? What 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 do you think here? <laughs> well, I you sent me the message that said uh, we just traded Conley to the Texans, and I <laughs> I was like, whatever, dude. I literally thought you were just messing with me, but then I got on my <laughs> my Bleacher Report, and sure enough, it was true. Oh God, I don't, you know, kind of what we talked about a little bit. I mean, our secondary, yeah, they have their issues, but. Um, I'm kind of, I have mixed emotions with this and my mind's all over the place though. Conley, he was decent. I mean, but the last couple of weeks against the bears, Allen Robinson torched him two or three times. He had two touchdowns over Conley. Conley got toasted yesterday against the Packers. I mean, I think the play that probably put Gruden over the edge was that out route by Valdez Cantling or whoever it was that a four yard out and Conley couldn't make the tackle and boom, a 75 yard touchdown. Like I think they had just seen enough. He wasn't producing like a first round draft pick should. And I mean, I sent this out earlier to you and Tyler. I mean, since 2000, I saw this tweet since 2000 from 2011 to 2017, we have one first round draft pick left on the roster. And that is Carl, Carl Joseph, who, by the way, did not receive a player option from his rookie contract. So he may be gone as well after the year. I That's just some bad drafting, and I think that <laughs> that's not good when you don't have any first-round draft picks from right. those years on your roster still. So Right. There, there, no cornerstones. Your first-round pick is a cornerstone player, um, or should be. And, yeah, that's just uh, – call it a run of bad luck. Call it a run of poor drafting, whichever way you want to go with that. Um, uh, you know, obviously you have things like Mac getting traded. Um, speaking of Mac, man, let's, I want to attack that for just a second. We've talked about this a little bit and just because, you know, that first round pick pick, we're still tied to that with the bears. Boy, howdy, things are not looking good in Chicago. A lot of people, I was watching a lot of the, uh, flipping through a couple of the channels Sunday morning. There were a lot of, uh, you know, so-called expert analysts thought bears would get back on track. Bears would get it right this week against, the Saints against Teddy Bridgewater uh, back in Chicago. This is going to be a whole different team, blah, blah, blah. No Alvin Kamara. Um, uh, yet they go out and just absolutely lay an A. I mean, that was bad. And one of those touchdowns came on special teams. So that honestly is more like a uh, – well, they ended up with 16 points, I believe. I mean, that could have been very easily like a 10-36 to 36 game. Instead, it's not much better. I think it was 16-36 to 36 by the end of it. Um, but boy, the the Saints just came marching in, no pun intended, and <laughs> and just marched all over that that vaunted Bears defense. Uh, I'm interested to see how long that experiment lasts in Chicago because there are a lot of players that they're going to have to pay. They don't have any first round draft pick this upcoming year, and Trubisky is definitely not looking like the answer. You know, it's kind of funny, like it's kind of opposite of what we're going through. I mean, our offense seems to be clicking pretty well. I mean, we're moving the ball. We're scoring points, getting yards. I mean, and our defense can't hang with the offense. And in the Bears, right. it's, the different, it's different. The defense can only hold up for so long. I mean, when your offense only has 83 yards on 33 plays before the Saints Oops. kind of took a, took a break and let them score a couple touchdowns, I mean, that's, that is not good. Yeah, yeah. So that that's interesting. That's going to be interesting to watch because now that pick, 
uh, with especially with the Bears and, and their remaining schedule, that might end up being a really nice pick for Oakland uh, come next April, May. Um, so, anywho, but getting back to that Conley deal, you know, we get a third-round pick. That might that was my initial reaction. I was like, wow, we only got a third-round pick, you know, for, for a first-rounder that we picked up three years ago. Like, ouch. Talk about whiff. Um, but what is it with Oakland? We like picking up, like, these players with, like, injury history, with, like, a little bit fringe, like, probably should be second-round players, but we like to gamble on them in the first um, and so I feel like that's Conley's another one of those, just kind of a casualty there. Um, uh, I saw some grades about that pick earlier today. And, uh, it's interesting cause a lot of people are thinking that Oakland might actually come out ahead on that deal, especially with like what you just said, the way Conley's been playing. Um, so the fact that we're even able to get a third round pick, somebody mentioned that the giants for Eli Apple only got like a fourth and a seventh round pick. Um, so that, that'll be interesting to see if, um, uh, you know, how that pans out for Oakland, but we do get a third round pick. The thing I'm thinking about is my, one other one of my reactions is, are we stockpiling some draft picks to try to go after somebody? Uh, you know, there were reports right before that game started, um, uh, Tony Romo, they were talking about that before the game that Oakland's in the market for a linebacker and a defensive end. So, um, I'm, you that was my first say. thought. You yeah. don't say, right? <laughs> that, that was my first thought. They're 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 trying to acquire some picks so they can go after maybe a top end, um, you know, a, some somebody they can get after the quarterback. Tyler has now rejoined us, though. We're gonna go back really quickly, Tyler. We want your good, your bad, and your ugly from Sunday's game. Uh, my, our, we're all betting here that it's gonna be pretty similar to what Birch and Eyes was. But go ahead and give us your thoughts on that game. Um, so many feelings. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Uh, I heard Birch is good and his two uglies. Um, the good to me, I'm going to have to go with the tight end group. I think the tight end group has really done an amazing job. Waller is a stud. He deserves every penny of that extension that he signed. Good for the big fella. Um, I like Moreau, too. I mean, the dude, all he does is catch touchdowns. Yeah. And yeah. big catches. And even Carrier had, you know, he had a strike that got held back or called back by uh, for holding against Sharp. Really, I think the tight end. I think the tight end group um, did a fantastic job. We moved the ball well on offense. Um, the bad, um, I don't know. Like, can we get a linebacker that can cover a running back besides Morrow? <laughs> they don't like, exist. Uh, I'm told. Oh, or a fullback, or a fullback. But allegedly, these. These unicorns don't exist, allegedly. Uh, Whitehead, Whitehead was destroyed in coverage last year. He's been destroyed in coverage this year. So what do we do? Well, we go out and sign big lumbering full, uh, linebackers. Perfect. He's not a coverage guy. We've got Morrow, and that's it. So I'm like, either 
we we need some more depth there. I think I saw Kyle Wilbur come in a couple plays on Sunday, but I mean, he's a special teamer. What in the heck is he going to do? So we need somebody that can cover uh, cover a running back, cover a tight end, cover a – I mean, it's, I, I sound like a broken record. It's the same thing every flipping year. <laughs> we need somebody that can cover a tight end. We need somebody that can cover a fullback. We need somebody that can cover a running back. That's what we need. Right. Those are needs, but we never address those needs, and I un- do not understand why. The ugly uh, – I mean, why the – Sam Hill, are you freaking diving with one hand and throwing the ball out of the end zone again? <laughs> That's Why? three for three. <laughs> Why are you doing that? That's absolutely asinine. Like, you don't do that. He did it two years ago against Dallas, and you would think that he would learn. And by he, I'm talking about Derek Carr. Right. Yes. Right. Derek Carr, number four, the man who does no wrong. He did wrong. That is a horrid play. It's a horrid play. They teach you in Pop Warner football to cover up the football. He ought to take lessons from Josh Jacobs, who was tackled from behind and covered the ball up with two arms. You go in one more time with your stinking arm outstretched. I'm going to chop it off and wave it at you. Knock it the flip off. Some real but, aggression coming from Tyler tonight, I'm ladies and gentlemen. Pissed. I mean, that was a. Did we get carved up on defense? Yes, that was ugly. But that was a major turning point in that game. Whether you like it or you don't, that was a turning point in that game. We could have gone up perhaps 17 14 into the half, right? Right. That's if we can hold the Packers in a two minute offense, which we probably couldn't. But then we're still down 21-17. They come out, they blow the the top off with one play, and the game was over in the second half. But you can't tell me that that play didn't affect the game a little bit. Now, it's I'm never a one player destroys an entire game or one play ruins an entire game. There were many other plays and other players who had crappy plays in that game, giving up giant passes right out of the get-go to crappy wide receivers gary and conley who i i caught the tail end of that who's no longer on the team anymore i have more about that that we can address later but that was an ugly play and Derek carr in his sixth year cannot do that and he cannot throw interceptions in the flipping end zone anymore we talked about that before the season even started he does that crap. I believe he finds himself on another team next year. That is what I think, because I don't think Gruden puts up with those shenanigans ever again. I hope he told Carr, you flip and hold on to the ball with two hands. Do you remember earlier in the year when everybody was like, oh, he got the first down? Carr right, jumped and right. extended the ball. Well, the rule on that is when you... Where you leave the ground, when you fumble in the air, the ball goes back to where you left right. the ground. You think that he would have learned from that play and the play against Dallas two years ago to not freaking extend the ball with one hand in the hand that's still in the field of play. Right. Stop it. Especially right. when you've got Josh Jacobs in the backfield. 
you have two more downs to get a touchdown. Like, yeah, right. it was here the ball. And, 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 and I, there's I no thought Carr played well that game besides that interception and that stupid fumble. But that interception right. was about 10 yards short, which I'm just like, the heck? What right. is your right. deal? Waller's 6'5". Right. Throw the ball up out of the back of the end zone. If you're going to do anything, don't short arm it. Right. But what do I know? I'm just a podcaster sitting on the <laughs> That's right. Chair. Stay in your lane, Tyler. Stay I know. in your lane. No, I'm I, I, probably going to have the Carr brothers at my house tomorrow, the Secret <laughs> Service. <laughs> you know, the, the thing that stands out to me the most is that, yeah, like whether you love Carr or you don't, because I know there are a lot of other people out there. I've, I've, we've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it on Facebook. Uh, they kind of want to like, like s- smooth over that car fumble and be like, well, look, look at how bad the defense was. You know, well, go listen to another podcast if you want those kinds of shenanigans. Because the fact of the matter was, is that that's really what started the downward spiral of that game was cars fumble in the end zone. Whether you like it or not, that that's what started the 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 decline of the Oakland Raiders on Sunday. So um, that's just facts. That That is how, and it was a dumb play by Carr. It was a dumb play. And that's also facts. Whether you want to hear that or not, we're real on this podcast. I, I like Derek Carr. We've said it many times before. I want him to be the quarterback of the future. I don't want to have to go back to the to the wheelhouse and try to find another quarterback to groom, to bring along to hopefully win a championship here in, in five years down the road. I want Carr to be the guy, but plays like that are like, Oh man, are you kidding me? Like th- this isn't, you don't win championships with plays like this. However, with that being said, Carr does deserve a lot of credit for th- throw away the first drive. He airmailed the ball. I think that was just a lot of, lot of jitters and call it what you yeah. want too excited it's like but it's like birch on a monster energy drink right. is what I, said whoa, whoa. Right. I don't drink monsters okay it's rock stars <laughs> rock get it right tyler get it right come on um uh gosh and we say we want sponsors on this podcast boy if we can't get the drink names right good heavens tyler you're killing me smalls um but, I'm surprised you know that uh, that movie reference. Okay, you know I'm not. Okay, okay. Oh, I see. We're playing dirty now. Um, but I, but I do have to say, Carr had a fantastic game. Dropped a dime to Waller uh, several times. Uh, uh, he moved the ball up and down the field, and I was really happy with with how Carr played in the second half. I was happy how Oakland battled. They could have, you know, Oakland teams in the past that they wouldn't have scored any more points after that. That would have been ten to forty two. Um, maybe a garbage time touchdown, but they were able to move the ball down the field. Car stayed poised. There were a couple times, Tyler, we talked about during the game. Car stepped up in the pocket, delivered a couple of dime passes, especially on third down. And and so while we criticize Car for that boneheaded play on third down, I do want to say there is uh, that. Look, this isn't. I'm not saying. Oh my gosh. Okay, it's time to get rid of Car. Time to park the car. No, he he made some great plays. I think that he can still lead this offense. I have a lot of faith that this offense is coming along swimmingly and that we still have 10 games to go, Raider Nation. 10 games. I think Carr is going to do his fair share of carving up defenses in the next 10 weeks. But but plays like that, 
really is. It's like, that's what like a first or a second year guy does, you know, not six years in the league that that's got to stop. That has to stop because what happens if that happens against, you know, Denver week 16, when we need a win and, and a win and we're in and car fumbles, you know, out of the end zone. And it's like, well, you know, we were down three with a minute and a half left. Now Denver gets the ball. You know, kind of, that's that's when that kind of stuff's going to come into play, and we can't have that kind of stuff happening. Um, so, all that to say, really quickly, I do want to mention: who would have thought that this time last year, when Cook was balling out for the Oakland Raiders, what if one of us would have stepped in and said, "Hey, by the way, we're going to get rid of Cook in the off season coming up, and we're going to have an even better tight end." How many in Raider Nation would have believed you? Not I said. Not I because I my first tight end I drafted the opportunity I took Jared Cook because I thought he was going to have a heck of a year with Drew Brees and uh, I you haven't heard much from Mister Jared Cook I still like him but man Gruden sure looks smart for that that one there absolutely absolutely and that's why we're I'm going to let uh, uh, Tyler weigh in on this Conley thing that's why I'm reserving judgment on this Conley move because so far. Gruden has a pretty dang good track record. Look at Khalil Mack right now. That's looking pretty. That's looking like a pretty heady move by Gruden right now. Look at Waller and the Cook move. That's looking pretty heady. You know, another uh, offseason move I didn't like, we got rid of Osemele. Well, look at how that's turning out as well. You know, Gruden's track record looking pretty solid. The one knock I would say right now against it that's making me nervous, and I know we're only six games in, need to give it a little more time, but um, uh, Cleveland Farrell is the one thing. Boy, we haven't seen a hide nor hair of that guy. And I'm like, okay, fourth overall pick should be having more of an impact on a game day, you know, week in, week out than what Farrell has. And I know so there might be some Raider Nation that's like, oh, come on, it's only six weeks in. I get it. I understand. But it's starting to make me nervous because he's the fourth overall pick. You need, you need, he should be a game changer at the fourth overall pick in the draft, and he hasn't been. So uh, we've got 10 weeks to go. Hopefully we'll see a little bit more out of him. I, I, like I said, the whole defense had a bad game on Sunday, so it's not like everybody else was showing out, and Farrell was the only one that wasn't wasn't playing, uh, wasn't doing well. Uh, but that's definitely something to keep an eye on as we go down the road. But Tyler, Birch and I talked a little bit about the Conley trade. Give us your thoughts. As this just happened hours ago, what, do you, what are your thoughts on this? What were you thinking when you heard the news? I was kind of surprised to be downright honest. I didn't, uh, I don't know. I, I know that in the, in the game on Sunday, he got torched a couple times. I know against uh, Robinson in um, against the bears in London, it seemed like he was kind of getting abused as well. And I don't know. Did you guys go over that stat? that uh, about the passes that like um that he's been giving up did you guys talk about that no we did not but that's uh, a great point let me see if i can find it I while believe... you find that here really quickly you know patriots while we're doing this just defeated the jets 33 to 0 oh um, big surprise that's another there. game now uh, Oakland better smoke the Jets. That that better be another easy W, like the Bengals, like the Broncos, like the Chargers up to this point. Definitely better be another win for Oakland down the road. 
second half of the season is looking really good, Raider Nation. Yeah, for, it is. And for, that's, for that's part of kind of why I don't understand this trade. It seems like a, a desperation move to me in a way. And I don't understand that because it's not like we're in last place like the Broncos and the Chargers. We're not a dumpster fire. I mean, we're not we're probably not going to win the AFC West unless, you know, Mahomes is out and that offense stalls and their defense stinks. We're probably not going to get the AFC West shot. We're just not. But we do. It's not like we're out of the playoffs with one loss to the Packers. Our, you know, our three losses have come to pretty decent teams. The Chiefs, the Vikings are five and two, and and now the, um, the Packers. Now the Packers, who are probably going to win that division. So it's not like it's just like, holy smokes. But you do worry about at least hanging close um, in those games. And really, we weren't super close. But here's that, here's that uh, uh, from ESPN. Calmly struggled elsewhere during the Packers game and hasn't been good in 2019 as the closest defender in coverage the NFL's next-gen stats suggest the Ohio State product, speaking of Conley, has a, a, allowed opposing quarterbacks to go 21 of 29 for 389 yards with five touchdowns against a lone pick this season. That's a 139.7 passer rating. The only corner who has been targeted at least 20 times who has given up more yards per attempt than Conley's 13.4 yards per throw is the Chargers Desmond King. Mm. 13.4 yards a throw at him. Yeah. And, and, and that one interception was a gift at the it end was. of the game against it. It wasn't like, oh, tight coverage made that play. You know, I mean, he just, he chucked the ball up and Conley ran under it. Right. So, that's uh, all going to change on Sunday when he picks six his car, though. You watch. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Oh, my God. I can totally see that coming off. The problem, Micah, that I and I told you and Birch this today, the problem I have with this trade, Conley plays man-to-man. Conley is a man-to-man lockdown corner. The Raiders' scheme right now seems to be a, a, a more of a, a zone coverage, but I noticed yesterday they played a lot of like cover zero or cover one which is one safety in the back or no safety in the back, which means you're playing pretty much straight man-to-man. And he got torched. So the problem I have with this whole thing is there seems to be a lack of coaching on the defensive side of the ball. Now, you can call me a homer. You can do whatever you want. But does it not seem that we bring in talent or supposed talent, and then it just sits there and stagnates. I saw it with Ken Norton Jr. as the defensive coordinator. That was horrid. I thought Paul Gunther would change that. The gameplay yesterday looked like Ken Norton Jr. was back on the sideline getting beaten like he stole something. That cannot happen any longer. And when you draft players... Fix a scheme to their talents. Don't come in and expect to change a person who has played man coverage his entire life and expect him to be good in zone because it's not going to happen. I also contend that yesterday 
it wouldn't have mattered if we had Namdi Asamoah and Jalen Ramsey and Deion Sanders as our three corners in that game. We had yep. zero pass rush. We had no help from the linebackers in coverage. And Aaron yep. Rodgers had all day to slice and dice that. I don't care who you are. If you have to cover somebody for six or more seconds in a route, you're going to lose. You're going to lose nine times out of ten, to steal a quote from <laughs> yes. one of my favorite movies. Nine times out of ten, you lose that battle. And it is not necessarily on the corners the tra- that, that trashy performance. There was not a push from the, off the defensive line. Uh, I'm, there were a couple times when Rodgers, well, Mad Max got one sack, right? But right. the rest of the time, it's like Rodgers had all day. And, and you right. can't let him do that. You're not going to beat him that way. And so in a roundabout way, I guess I kind of understand Conley's not a Gruden guy. He's not a Gruden pick. He's a McKenzie pick. And those guys are kind of going out of style. It, we've got David Sharp. We've got Richard, who was undrafted. We've got Carr. We've got Gabe Jackson. And I think that's it. I think we've got those four guys. Oh, DeAndre Washington. So five, those five guys, right, that are still around from the, the McKinsey right. regime. That's it. I wish that we had better coaching on the defensive side of the ball. I wish we would address the defensive side of the ball more. Now, we took two in our first four picks. We took three defensive players. Trayvon Mullen better be ready to step up and fill that spot or that's going to be a disaster. And then you've got Farrell, who you already mentioned, has been almost non-existent. And then you've got Abram, who is on IR, who allegedly would save this whole team by himself. That's yet to be seen. (laughs) And I don't believe that. But Mullen better be ready to go. Keyshawn Nixon better to be ready to go. And Isaiah Johnson better be ready to go. But when you're asking that of three rookies, one of them undrafted, one a fourth-round draft pick, and one a second-round draft pick, that is a high, uh, a, a tall task, if you will, for them to come in. I, I, I mean, the compensation we got for it allegedly is like a B minus B. And the Texans were reaching with a D. So I guess that's good on our end, but I don't know. I mean, the cornerbacks were the least of my worries in that game. It was a lack of a pass rush was kind of my, my thing. Yeah. So I was surprised that Mullen or that uh, Conley was uh, gone um, because I remember like the first play of his rookie year. What did he do? He just about batted a ball back into bounds to be intercepted. Like we all thought Conley Island was a thing. And now it's like, well, scheme change, blah, blah, blah. Well, next time, why don't you try, you know, you've got these players. Why don't you try and scheme to their strengths? Just makes sense to me. I don't know. I'm, but like I said, I'm just a podcaster sitting in my, I thought you were an insider. Nope. Not anymore. Cause I don't (laughs) know what's going on. (laughs) When did that title get stripped? Tyler, today. I didn't I know Not this today after this trade because I'm like, what oh, the heck boy. are we doing? I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. Who are we? We're gonna have to uh, revisit your contract on this podcast then because 
I wasn't didn't realize that I was now talking with an uninsider anymore. Uh, so I apologize uh, for that, Raider Nation. I know you come here for more, uh, but you uh, we'll, more, we'll you demand more, better execution, uh, better yes. execution. I would yell, but <laughs> So. I want to get really quickly. I put a question out to Facebook. <laughs> Throw me some names. Like, who do we bring in? You know, who does Oakland go to try to bring in to help with our horrendous defense? Because, guys, honestly, I'll be honest with you right now. Like, I'm not too worried about the wide receiver position. I mean, Carr all day between Waller, Jacobs, and and the big bodies he has at the wide receiver position. Like, uh, uh. He can get it done, uh, not to mention Moreau and, and Carrier. You know, Carrier had some great catches, too, in that game. So, like, um, I, I do not – I'm not interested at all in going out and making a big splash at the wide receiver position at this moment. Well, the important with- part – sorry to cut you off. The important part of that is they're keeping Carr clean in the pocket. I mean, he yes. didn't get such a – the only time he got touched yesterday when he fumbled out of the end zone. So <laughs> – I mean, oh, <laughs> hey, cold-blooded. Stay in the pocket and pick people apart because, I mean, you're doing that even if Sharp right. held like three times on plays, but no big deal there. <laughs> wow, I am sorry. Throwing fireballs wow. here. Just really, but, yeah, you know, just what? really slicing you know, and dicing. The, the thing about that, Birch, is I had this conversation with one of our followers on Twitter. I wouldn't care if Carr ran. As a matter of fact, I like car running because he's fairly athletic. I agree. But he has got to hold on to that ball, Petey. Like I right. would, I would duct tape the ball to his hands and make him run a mile. That's what I would do because it, it, at some point you just have to say enough is enough. Like right. hold on to the ball or I'm going to put Mike Glennon in this game. Do you want Mike Glennon in this game? I don't think you want Mike Glennon in this game. <laughs> Hold on to the ball. Dive with if you're gonna dive, dive with both hands, or just go out of bounds. Just see, go out of bounds. Don't try this stupid hero ball. Like Birch said, you've got two more chances for Jacobs to jump over the line and score a touchdown, and you fumble it out of the end zone. It cannot happen again, and it will not happen again because I guarantee you, he will be riding the pine pony if it does happen again. And there may be somebody that may come unglued if Carr runs the pine pony. Yeah. Rides the pine yeah. pony. Pardon Sorry, me. I opened that can of worms again. My bad. No, way to go, Birch. You know. <laughs> no, it does. That, you know, situational football, right? I mean, it's not fourth and two with the game on the line. But that oh. kind of play, like, okay, you know what? He's going for it all. Like, I respect that. But it, I think it was second and two. Like, or was it first? No, it was second and two, it was if second, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It was second and so goal, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, Carr, you're getting paid $25 million a year to pass the ball, pass the ball. Jacobs is going to get a big, fat contract to run the ball. He's been carving up the uh, carving up the Packers, you know, since since the first play. Let's let him carve up the Packers. And I know people are like, well, no, that's on Gruden. That's what a lot of – I heard a lot of, like, uh, Carr apologists saying, oh, it's on Gruden for making that play call. Gruden didn't say stick your hand out with only one arm on the ball uh, and try to dive for the pylon uh, in a similar way that you fumbled the ball before. Gruden didn't tell him to do that. Carr could have very easily stepped out of bounds at the two or just thrown the ball away and lived to fight another day. Instead, he got caught trying to do too much 
which while I respect the fight, you've got to understand after six years in the league, situational football, you've got one of the best running backs in the NFL right behind you. Wait for the next play. Give it to him twice. Give it to him on fourth down again if you want. And 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 make it happen through Jacobs. So I also have to eat a little crow really quickly. I made fun of Latavius Murray a little bit last week. And then, Not of course, cool. yeah, yeah. And how am I repaid? He goes absolutely bananas on the vaunted <laughs> Bears defense. The Tay train gets it done. So Latavius Murray, I know you listen to the show. I apologize, and I will. I will humbly eat crow. Um, I love Tate Train. I miss that guy. Yeah, I, I tell you what. Is there anything more iconic that sticks out in your mind more in recent history than that? What was it? A ninety-yard, eighty? Was a 90, 92 yard run? Something like to, that against to the, the house Chiefs. against the Chiefs. My goodness, I can still like I can sit here staring blankly at my gray-colored wall and watch that play unfold. That was a beautiful. That was a thing of beauty. That that was the game we finally won a game against the Chiefs with Derek Carr. That was fantastic. But I digress, guys. Getting we I, I have we done justice to the Packers game. I think if anything is to be taken away from this, it's Raider Nation. We're three and three. The sky is not falling. The defense needs some help. The offense looked pretty dead gum good in my opinion. A lot better than I thought. And I told you guys last week. I said the one we all all of us here picked the Packers to win. I said, I want Oakland to be competitive. I don't want them to roll over and die or not show up like they did in Minnesota. And they did that. They stayed competitive minus on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so I, I was happy with that. And I, there, there's, there are going to be games to be won. There are going to be a lot more victory Sundays to come. we got 10 weeks to go starting with now, the Houston Texans, who are first off at a glance without Will Fuller, uh, that's a big loss for them, uh, especially Oakland needing all the help they can in the secondary. Uh, you know, we started with Birch last time. Tyler, give us your thoughts on this game. How do you see this thing going down against the Texans? <sighs> I don't know. Well, that's a big fat help for me. Jeez. You're an insider, um, man. No, we just established that I stuff. lost that. I lost that today. Well, if you want that back, I need some good answers here. Here's what I see from the Texans. The Texans just lost to the Colts. We beat the Colts. This should be a winnable game. When things like this happen, we're just like, eh, but... We don't really want to win today. And so I'm a little I'm 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 a little worried about yeah. the Texans game. Um it's in Houston. We don't know who our starting corners are gonna be. Um Conley know, will not be starting. I can Conley will be starting against Carr. Would not be surprised to see him with a pick six. Do you uh, think he plays this week? Absolutely. I think they lost, they don't have like anybody. I guess that's true. Right. They lost another corner in that game against, uh, against Indianapolis on Sunday. Ooh, Tyrell Williams. If he's healthy against Conley, I take that every day. Yeah. Sure. If, if that's a big, if if Williams can, you know what I would like to see? I'd like to see Waller lined up out wide more because he has been, and nobody can stop him. 
Waller on Conley, I'd take that nine times out of ten. To oh, borrow that doubling up again. there. I doubling see what you're up, doing. Double down. <laughs> double up, double down. Not sure. Both. Um, I think this is a winnable game. Uh, what worries me is DeAndre Hopkins worries me. Absolutely. Duke Johnson worries me because he is a running back who specializes in catching passes out of the backfield. And we've discussed the horrendousness of the, our ability to cover tight ends in line and uh, right. running backs out of the backfield. Um, they don't really have like a great tight end. So I would watch their tight end like a Hawk on Sunday, because that always seems to be what kicks us right in the patoot is uh, <laughs> the tight end. We've been right. saying that for years. Um, and Deshaun Watson had a kind of a rough game. I look for him to have a rebound game this week, which never bodes well for the Raiders. Um, Why does everybody have rebound games against us? Because our, uh, I don't know. It's like the, in the, the Bears didn't have a rebound game. Listen, it's like in the NBA. Everybody, the every superstar goes off for about 60 points against my Utah Jazz. It just happened. This is true. I can vouch for that. Or it's like BYU always rebounds against our Boise State Broncos. You know? <laughs> still bitter. Still bitter. Stop it. Sorry. <clears throat> under the rug. But yeah, I... I just, I don't know. I don't get, but I didn't have a good feeling against the Bears either. Right. So I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I probably would not put money on the Raiders to win on Sunday if I were a betting man. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what the line is on the game, but I do know that their secondary is depleted and the Texans secondary is depleted. I do know that their wide receiving core is kind of depleted, but that didn't really matter last week, did it? Right. Nope, didn't. Right. So I don't know, Birch. What do you think? I've I don't expect a win Sunday. I'm just gonna. I guess I'll end with that and turn it over to Birch. Um, you made some really good points. I mean, Watson can be a very dangerous quarterback. Um, with the run scrambling, making things happen. And with the pass, I mean, you've got one of the most dynamic wide receivers in Hopkins. I mean, look at, I was just looking at their stats for the season. Hopkins has 508 yards. Uh, the loss of Will Fuller actually is kind of a big one. I mean, he's, he has 49 reception or sorry, 34 receptions for 450 yards and as many touchdowns as Hopkins. So that's a big, that's a big loss for them. But, as we saw last week, it doesn't matter who lines up at wide receiver. It could be the water boy, and he probably would have like six catches for 100 yards against us. Anywho, um, you know, I, I'm i going to go opposite of you. You know, last time we got our behinds handed to us by the Minnesota Vikings, um, we kind of came back and, you know, stepped up to the plate on the road against the, uh, the Colts, came out with a win, fought hard. I'm gonna. I'm. I th I'm leaning towards uh, the Raiders on this one. You know, um, I think motivation is a big factor, and I think Rudin kind of put the roster on notice. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be a former first rounder. You're gonna get traded. 
right. right. Yeah, right, sir. <laughs> anyway, but also <laughs> one Tyler's other thing. looking disgusted over here. <laughs> um, the the Texans have also given up twenty one sacks this yes. year. Yes. Um, I'm looking for. I, I might be jumping the gun here, but I'm going to go with Mad Max Crosby pulling out a three sack game this week. Woo! He's Woo! been he's been playing with his hair on fire. Yeah, he has. And he's I mean that's is that that's back to back weeks with a sack is yes, if I'm not indeed. mistaken. It is. Um so yeah, I'm going to I'm I'm rolling with that. We're going to we're going to get some pressure. Um hopefully our cornerbacks can can hold up against the <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins cuz that man's a beast, but I'm yeah. I'm going with a, a Raider victory. The Oakland Football Raiders, if you will. Oh, oh hey, oh, pulling out, oh, hey. pulling out the victory on the road, coming home for a three-week, three-game homestand, which will rejuvenate the group. I think. Um, the only thing I get worried about is the this whole travel thing. I mean, we're coming towards the end of this long road trip and. I just hope that we have enough energy. The one thing that's good about it is the that the NBA or not NBA, wow, the NBA starts tomorrow. NFL flex <laughs> flex the game to later in the day, which yes. helps us yes. out. Yep, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to mention it. I actually, this is one of those games to me. Okay, I've looked at this season so far, and it hasn't been a typical Oakland Raiders season. Typical Oakland Raiders season would have gone like this: we beat Denver. We lose to the Chiefs, we lose to the Vikings. Then we go in and we play the Colts close, but we lose. Then we go and we should have gotten smoked by the Bears in um, in London. So we would have been sitting at one and four. We go and then I we would have played the Packers close, but still lost. We should be one and five. That would be my typical Oakland Raiders season. However, I think this team has young talent fresh talent. I think they're playing inspired. Carr has a fantastic grasp of the offense. We have good offensive weapons. So I'm not going to go with the typical. I think a typical Oakland Raider team would then go and play the Texans and probably lose a close game. I'm going to go big win on the road for Oakland to round out this road well-traveled that they've been on. A couple of things like you first off, you mentioned Bert, it's been flexed out to a later time in the afternoon. That's good for Oakland, okay? That's a great, great thing that starts later in the day. Um, the Texans, without Will Fuller, we talked about that. I think that's going to allow them to put somebody on Hopkins and put a safety over top, and they're going to be able to take away, you know, I, I think a big, a massive chunk of that offense. Uh, the Texans, another great point. 21 sacks they've given up. I think Oakland, Oakland likes to do this. They'll play a week where they just absolutely bum out on one side of the ball or the other. And you can almost bet that the following week they will absolutely just get after it and look like a completely different team on that side of the ball the following week. I expect that from Oakland's defense this week. I'm going to call for like four sacks during the game. I You took one of mine. I thought I'm Max Crosby is going to make it three weeks in a row with a sack. I don't know if he gets three, but I think he's definitely in on a sack by himself. Um, the Texans have the 28th worst pass defense in the NFL. 28. Darren Waller. Darren Waller time. I don't care who we have. It. Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, Jacobs out. Boy, did we see Jacobs make some nifty moves when he caught the ball for two or three yards and then turn it into seven, eight, nine yards? I mean, that Jump guy cut. That that guy is, is a demigod. 
back there when he gets the ball out of the backfield. Anyway, whenever he has his hands on the ball, good things happen. Uh, Texans, like I mentioned. Here's one thing that worries me, though, about the Texans. They are giving up the fourth least amount of rushing yards a game, 84.3 yards a game. That's That's true. That's what we do. That's what we do is we, we run the ball. But it could also be that they suck at pass defense so bad that people are just passing against them. I think I read something um, that says they're giving up. This was like two days ago, um, but they're pat, passing on 68% of their plays against the Texans, which is the second highest rate against any defense. Right, um, right. Now here's so the maybe thing, though, people don't need to run against them. Uh, here's they what I say though: you get, you get Trent Bound Brown back this week. Now we all of a sudden have a massive human wall uh, on the offensive line. Uh, so now all of a sudden that becomes uh, if Carr's got all day to throw against the Packers defense, which I thought was pretty good um, up leading up to that week in pass protection. Now you're going to go against the 28th ranked pass defense. I think Carr's in for a monster day. I think Jacobs is going to have a monster game as well because the Texans are going to try to do a car's not going to be touched with that, with that line fully healthy Carr's going to have himself a day Carr's going to toss at least three touchdowns. Uh, but I also think I know the Texans have, uh, you know, fifth, fourth best run defense in the NFL, but they haven't gone up against the Oakland Raider offensive line. I think I think off, Oakland Raider offensive line does what they've done, like they did against the Broncos, who are supposed to have a big front four, like the Bears, who are supposed to have the big front four. I think they get it done. I think they push them around. I think Jacobs goes for another 100-yard game on the ground. I think the Raiders get it done. I think it will be close, just because I do think the defense plays with their hair on fire, but Deshaun Watson being Deshaun Watson, that dude can move, he can scramble. There's going to be more than once, I think, that we should have him for a third and eight, third and seven sack. He escapes. He runs for 10, 12 yards, and we'll be pulling our hair out. But hear me now. Believe me later. I think Oakland gets a big victory, 31-27 on the road, and we're feeling pretty good sitting at four and three, heading back home to take on the Lions. And then really after the Lions, you could even argue, starting with the Lions, the schedule starts to look very nice. Starts to look very good. So four and three, man, I'm really excited. I'm going to go 31, though. 31-27. Oakland gets the victory. We didn't get scores. Tyler, give us a score because we write this down. And then this is how you become an insider, Raider Nation, right here by your predictions through deep analysis. Tyler, score the game. Um, I think the Texans win... 32 to 24. 32 24? I don't Birch. know how you get 32, though. <laughs> uh, it's possible. 34. 34 24. All right. Um, I'm going to go. Oh, go. I do think, I mean,. Obviously, our defense isn't the best, and I think Carr has a big day, too, like I said. I just wanted to say that I think a, a group that probably hasn't received as much credit as they should is our depleted wide receiver group. I mean, those guys that have come in, Trevor Davis wasn't even playing for the Packers. Keelan Doss was on the practice squad. Marcel Aitman was on the practice squad. I mean, 
you have last game, Doss was targeted five times, had three catches for 54 yards. Aitman had a big catch for 36. I mean, these guys are they're contributing. I mean, yeah. if we could get our so-called number one receiver healthy, that just opens up more. I mean, you got who are you gonna guard? You got Waller, you got Jacobs coming out of the backfield, you got Tyrell Williams. I mean, if we can just get healthy, I think that's big. Sorry. Um, score prediction. Oh, 34-31 Raiders, Daniel Carlson at the buzzer. Ooh, like it. Like it. At the and buzzer. Maybe the ghost of Al Davis helps us win in uh, Houston again. I like it. I hey. like Ooh, <clears throat> let me, let me Let me run down the, the defense uh, of the Texans. So you've got J.J. Watt, D.J. Reader at the nose tackle. Right D end is Angelo Blackson. Um, and the weak side linebacker, they've got Whitney Merciless. He can get after the after the quarterback. Barkevius Mingo, I don't know if you guys remember him. He he was um, on the Browns. believe he got traded to the uh, Seahawks. And then in that, uh, the Jadavian Clowney trade got sent to the Texans. Um, they've got Zach uh, Cunningham at their right inside linebacker. Jonathan Joseph is questionable um, going into Sunday at uh, their left corner. <clears throat> their right corner, Bradley Roby, who we are familiar with from the Broncos, he is out. Guess who is their second on their depth chart? Wait a second. It's not. Uh, his name eludes me, but tell me. Tell me. Gary and Conley, Gary and Conley, oh, okay. probably get oh, okay. the start at right corner, followed by Xavier Howard, and then Philip Gaines is also on IR. Bring so, it on! So I mean that, and then we've got uh, we may see the likes of Taiwan Jones. That's a competitive advantage for the Texans. Also, AJ McCarron is a former Raider on uh, on there. So anyway, those are. It's it's not like a stalwart. They're ranked 17th. Their defense is, but yeah. you know you've got to watch out for Watt. You got to work, watch out for Merciless. Other than those two, those nothing really scares me. Especially with Jonathan, huh, Jonathan Joseph being questionable. Roby's out, and you're throwing at Conley, a guy that you obviously don't think is the future cornerback to lock down that side of the field. You know his weaknesses. <laughs> And maybe uh, Carr does have a big day if they can keep Watt out of the backfield and merciless as well. I don't uh, see why they can't. I mean, you I don't look back either. at the big pass rushers that they've gone against. Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb, nothing. Then you go against the Bears, nothing. Last week, Carr doesn't get touched. Like I think Miller time is doing a great job on that left side. Hopefully, Brown can go. If not, Sharp is serviceable as long as he's not wrangling people around the neck. Right, right. right. I, I would have to imagine uh, the. I, um, I know Brown that kind of came to a game time decision last week, so I'm really hoping that an extra week and he'll be he'll be ready to rock and roll. We we kind of have that discussion. How did we have a bye week and it feels like we got worse? Like we had Brown out. Tyrell Williams was a game time decision against the Bears. Now he's an absolute no go. Uh, two weeks later, and it's like what the heck? And and that worries me with the. 
with his foot injury because we've seen that before. It seems like where that stuff lingers, and it's like you can count on him coming back in like five weeks, you know. And it's like, oh, come on, you know. Um, we had a little scare there when Jacobs went out after the that second or after his first big run. Uh, I was glad to see him pop back in because. Uh, uh, yeah, or else that game would have really gone down the can fast if Jacobs wasn't in there. Um, so, okay, it's time for our segment that has no sponsor, but bold predictions time, bold gentlemen. Bold predictions. Bum, ba, ba, da. Bold predictions for Sunday's game. I hope you guys have been thinking about it because I have not. No, I'm teasing. I have. Um, Good, you're going first. <laughs> you know what? I will go first. I will go yeah, first. Yeah, take that. You know what? Just because they have the fifth best run defense, they haven't seen. They haven't seen Josh Jacobs. They haven't seen Trent Brown. I, I love this matchup. J.J. Watt against either Miller or Brown. I'll take that. I like that. I I, that's, I think Oakland's got that in covered. Um, I won't say in the bag because I'll jinx it. But I, I like that matchup for Oakland. If that's who we have to worry about, uh, our, our tackles, I think, are good enough to handle J.J. Watt. I'm going to go Jacobs. Third game in a row goes over a hundred yards on the ground. Now, I'm not even talking receiving. I'm going a hundred yards on the ground, two touchdowns for Jacobs. He's going to keep racking up. He's going to be making his case for rookie of the offensive rookie of the year. Um, over a hundred yards on the ground, two touchdowns against the fifth best run defense in the NFL. Defensively, hmm, this is tough because I want to I want to go with some interceptions here. But the way our, our corners have played recently uh, makes me a little eh. So I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go four sacks. Four sacks on the day for the defense. And I'm going to say, uh, th- here's the other thing. Deshaun Watson likes to run. Here's Farrell is fast. And that plays well into Farrell's hands. Farrell can, can corral him, wrangle him, hopefully keep him in the pocket. I think Farrell gets his hands on two of those sacks uh, on Sunday. So Farrell for two of the four sacks on Sunday. Defense gets four sacks. Jacobs over 100 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Those are my two bold predictions. Um, I guess it's four sacks against a team that's given up 21 so far. Is that pretty bold? I'm just looking at our our defense, and it's not like we've been – while we've been better this year, I mean, we haven't been gangbusters in the sack department. Is, is four sacks bold enough? I say yes. Okay, Absolutely. okay. Just wanting to make sure that I cross that line into the bold category. Tyler, bold predictions. What you got for us? Mm, bold predictions. I'm <laughs> going to sound so excited. Jeez. Hmm. I'm just not so excited about this game. I was excited, but now I'm not so much. Um, huh, bold predictions. I think I, I said last week that... Uh, Jacobs would have 150 yards rushing. I think he had like 120-something. So that was fairly close. I'm going to say that this is going to be bold. But I think this is going to have to be what happens if the Raiders win. I'm going to say Darren Waller goes for over 170. Oh, my gosh. I like it. And he finds pay dirt again. So over 170 for the big man, and he's got one touchdown. That's what I'm saying. I like it. I like it. I feel that's like on the borderline of 
uh, of stupid, but I'm going to flirt with that line. You know what? Uh, Against a 28th pass defense, you might have something there. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I am going to say... Hmm. Can we get... Let's get an interception from LaMarcus Joyner. And let's get one caused fumble from Max Crosby. I like it. I like it. Flying off the edge. Yep. Or I'm thinking maybe he chases down Watson from behind, punches the ball out. That's what I'm going for. We're going to have to have two turnovers to win that game. And we're going to have to capitalize on points in the red zone without turning the ball over. Looking at you, Derek Carr. No more interceptions <laughs> in the red zone. And keep the ball close to your chest. Yep, I like it. I like it. Birch, you've had yep. plenty of time to think about it now. I've put you on the spot. Put you well, got. I already gave you my defensive one. Mad Max is going to get three sacks. I, like I mean, it. I, think, yes. I think that scrambling ability can sometimes get get people into trouble. And Max is a fast, relentless effort player. I think he can come up with three sacks. I hope anyway. Um, Offensively, um, this isn't my bold prediction, but I really hope that we get to see Zay Jones. I'm kind of excited to see what he can do. Um, Another big, he's kind of built like a Darren Waller, not as tall, but I mean, he's tall. He's 6'2", very fast, very quick. Uh, just another weapon that we could implement into the offense. Absolutely. But gents, looking at the stats, Derek Carr this year has yet to eclipse 300 yards and more than two touchdowns passing. Carr goes for over 300 and four touchdown passes Ooh. this week. I like it. No I turnovers. Like zero fumbles, zero interceptions, four touchdowns. Oh, like it. It is a team to do it against. It'd be now. And I think Oakland, uh, can we agree? I think Oakland's going to have to score at least 31, 32 points to win this game. In my opinion, That's why I said 34. Yep. Yep. I think you're going to have to put up some points because the Texans we've seen it in the past. They can put up points in bunches. Well, I like that for the bold prediction segment really quickly. I want to get to this because we talked about that, who they might, who Oakland might bring in, if there are any names. I put that question to Raider Nation. A couple of names came up. Uh, Beasley from the Falcons was a name that came up uh, that some of Raider Nation thought that would be intriguing to bring in. And um, another name was a defensive end out of Jacksonville. Now, Tyler, you're, you're throwing the thumbs down at me with the, with the Beasley pick. Why? Give us your reason for that. Have you watched his replays? The like ever since 2016, no. he's lost. It, it, it's not a pretty sight. So no, no, thank you on Vic Beasley. No, thank you. I would Vic take Mohamed Sanu from them though. All right, uh, I, that, I, that's I, that's fair. Another name that's been thrown around is uh, I'm gonna butcher this, but Yannick <laughs> Nikohu, Yannick Nikohu, defensive end from Jacksonville. Um, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a really highly ranked player. I believe he held out. They said um, at the beginning of the year, but now with um, uh, uh, 
Allen coming on strong uh, there for Jacksonville. The people are thinking they might Jacksonville might be willing to part with them. Word on the street is though Oakland would probably have to give up a first round pick for him. So um, don't know if that's worth it uh, to get after the to get after the um, quarterback. The thing I, I would say is this, uh, and and Birch, you touched on this. You know, thirteen sacks all of last season. I believe we're up to eleven now through six games. So uh, yes, there is improvement. Obviously, stats don't lie. There's been improvement at that position. Yes, against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, like it looked horrendous. It reminded me of 2018. I was like, this looked like how it looked every week in 2018. Like no pass rush whatsoever. However, Oakland has been able to get to the quarterback in the other in other games this year. It is only six weeks into the season as far as six games for Oakland into the season. I guess we're technically heading into week eight. Um, but six, six Sundays of play for Oakland, uh, with 11 sacks, almost averaging two sacks a game. Um, so uh, for me, I, I still don't think I would give up a first round pick, um, unless, you know, for something like that. Now, one thing I would be interested in because people have thrown this idea around and this just kind of hit me is that Denver might want to have a fire sale and get rid of somebody like say, Oh, Von Miller, but that. That name intrigue you at the right price, guys. Um, I it intrigues me, but I think it, the pri- asking price might be a little too much. Uh, you're going to have to give up at least one of our first rounders, at least. Thinks, how, how old is Von Miller? I, I, I'm not sure. He's thirty. Okay, so he's still got gas in the tank then. Um, and what better uh, way to use that gas than playing for the enemy? against right. your former team right just saying so that that's a name that kind of just literally kind of just jumped out at me while we're sitting here talking about this talking about trying to get you know maybe pick up players thinking of names because when they mentioned that i was like there's literally nobody off the top of my head that i can think of that'd be like oh go and sign this guy you know i i for me i think we're okay at the right receiver position i mentioned that but there's nobody like at the linebacker or defensive end position that jumps off the page that I'm like, yes, we have two first round picks. Go get him. Um, maybe Von Miller. I don't know. We got 34 votes really quickly on the, how do you feel about Conley getting traded to the Texans? 80% said they loved it. 20% said they hated it. And I, I've been chatting with a lot of people. Um, a lot of people just felt like it was either a too soon or we didn't get enough for the pick. So, understandable. I can kind of see both sides of that coin. Um, but, again, the stats kind of don't lie. Uh, Conley was getting beat like a redheaded stepchild, and there ain't no no, uh, <laughs> ain't, ain't no if, ands, or buts about that. So, anywho, <laughs> what, was that too bold? Beat like a dirty rug, would that would have been better? There we go. I, 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 think, I think a third-round pick is actually kind of nice because – the way he was playing, man, oh, man, it could have been a lot worse. He could have just got cut. Right, right. Or been oh, sitting on the bench. Yep, yep. And I think Which somebody even probably mentioned where that. where he was headed. Right. Absolutely. So, and, now, you know, I don't know if I like the, the trade to the team we're playing the next week, but, you know. Right, right. Well, and that is that is one thing that will be interesting to see, like um, – you know, because we don't know the intricacies, what's going on in the locker room, what the coaches see at practice and stuff like that, you know. So 
know, this could have been building up for a while, minus just the play on the field. You know, we don't know if there were any internal issues going on there, but he sure was playing some pretty uninspired football in the last few weeks. That's for sure. For somebody who was brought in to be a lockdown corner that should have had one side of that field shut down. Guys, is there anything else we need to wrap about here on the Behind the Eye Patch podcast before we let our listeners go? Do you have a question of the week? Oh, no, you've caught me with my pants down. I do not have a question of the week. Oh, my goodness. Perhaps we should go with... uh, I've got one. I've got one off the top of my head that we can talk about and discuss. Um. Who so so uh, Halloween season is right around the corner. I want you to name me <coughs> and I haven't thought about this, but the most overrated Halloween movie go. That's tough because I'm gonna admit right now I'm not a, a scary movie person. I'm not a horror movie um, person. Uh, okay, what? Okay, so this is gonna be stupid. This is, shows how little I know. What's the one uh, with Michael Myers in it? Is that called Halloween? Is that just Halloween? Yeah. Okay, that like that dude's indestructible. Like, come on. I, I watched uh, I watched bits and pieces of a couple of those movies, and it was ridiculous. Like that dude was like, you could have stuck a shotgun in his mouth and pulled both barrels. And and like he would have still like popped back up and been after you up the stairs, you know. And I was just after a while, I was like, it, it kind of got comical to me. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like they're like hitting this guy with two by fours and stuff like that, shooting him with like big old pistols, and this dude just keeps coming after you. I don't know. Maybe I missed a part of the story where he's like some superhuman being like the Hulk or something that just can continue to, uh, you know, he's like part zombie or something like that. But it was, uh, um, it, it wasn't scary to me. It was, like I said, it became more comedic than anything. I'm more into like the suspense type movies, the thrillers, um, edge of your seat kind of thing. Not so much like the jump scares or like, you know, the slasher type movies, but I guess that would be my one movie that stands out to me that, that I was le- less than impressed with after watching after a while. All right. So Halloween, Birch, overrated oh, Halloween movies. Of course you'd have to go with movies. I don't watch a ton of movies. Um, what do you do? Well, don't even pretend like you have anything better to do with your life, Birch. Come I on. don't have anything better to do. Oh, God. Um, you know, I'm, I can't. I I don't know if I can say they're overrated if I haven't seen them. But I'm not a huge fan of like the blood, guts, gore. So I'd have to go with like the Saw movies. Like those just Ooh, never yeah. really, never really interested me. Yeah. But, but then again, go. um, I might get in trouble for saying this one, but Hocus Pocus. I mean, uh, you seen a one. I, the people at work are like, hey, Hocus Pocus is on all day on Halloween day, and we're going to turn it on. I'm like, no, we're not. Birch <laughs> is the boss. Don't piss Birch off. I'm not the boss. But... Well, you should no. be. Yeah. Just anyway, for the sake yeah. of the podcast, you I would say the bloody, gory, let's cut people up movies overrated, in my opinion. There you go. I like it. 
Tyler, man, you, you you got something off the top of your head. We're pulling stuff off the top of your head here, so yes. I'm hoping you have an answer. I, I I don't really have an answer. I was kind of thinking Hocus Pocus, but I'd kick be kicked out of my house because my wife loves that movie. Plus, I've watched it about 50 times at work. Um, <laughs> we always have... We always have movies on for our patients, and so at work I have to I have to watch it like fifty times. Have you have you guys ever seen the movie Halloween Town? It's a Disney movie. It's like not good, not but good. everybody loves it, and because it, it's like this classic Halloween movie. It's a terrible movie, and so I'm going to go with Halloween Town as a very overrated. Um, movie now i'm gonna throw in a little bit of a bonus and i'm gonna tell you the scariest the movie that scared me the most i the most scared i've ever been watching a movie that was the blair witch project and i'll tell you why it's because i find myself in the woods by myself quite often while i'm hunting or fishing or things like that those were real life camping those were like real life things that could happen to me like all of a sudden i'm camping and this witch just shows up out of nowhere that movie scared the piwadlins out of me and i uh every time i go in the woods now i'm like looking for witches and stuff like that so hoka or well, halloween town very overrated scariest was that blair witch project one from like the the first person view, the shaky camera, um, that that got to me. That that uh, shook me to my core, if you will. It's suspenseful. That like that's I like suspense movies. Like it's not like a jump scare where it's like you, you know something you know is about to happen. Something's gonna you know come out of the closet or something like that. Um, uh, so yeah, I do like um, the uh, gosh. It's late and we're having way too much fun. Um, uh, uh, but and it's relatable, you know, because you are out. You're out. <laughs> okay, so just for some clarification Woo! for everybody who's listening, we're doing this podcast through a video chat, and there's way too much craziness. We're we're having way too much fun in life. Uh, but anyway, the guys basically are trying to throw me off while I'm I'm trying to give my deep analysis on this on this movie but um um yeah it's relatable because like you said i'm with you tyler i'm out in the woods all the time hunting fishing doing that kind of a thing so um uh and and the suspense another one i would throw out there it's not necessarily a halloween movie but a suspense movie just to kind of give you an idea of what i i think is interesting or intriguing shutter island with leonardo dicaprio i don't know if either of you guys have seen that shutter island good suspense movie uh a th- kind of a thriller um that's that gets me be good one more than anything as far as instead of like you know like you said birch the the cutting and the shooting and killing kind of a thing i'm like man you know i i'd rather I'd, give me some good suspense so i like that question tyler well done oh wait the do i get an answer saves us again for the most scary yeah you yeah go for it okay all right so i have actually two of them um one of them is called, I don't know if you guys have ever seen uh, the movie called Joyride. Oh, yeah. With, with uh, Paul the Walker. Yeah, no, Paul it... Walker. And then so, the Lenny from yeah. uh, That Thing You Do. Yeah. Yeah. So these they're on a road trip across the United States and they get 
talking to this truck driver on a over the CB radio, and anyway, he turns out to be some psychotic killer, and they have to outrun him, and he, they try to run him off the road. Anyway, that one was kind of scary because he was just all over the place. But the other one that really, I, I mean, I mentioned this one. I don't like the blood and guts and cutting and things. Man, the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the real footage that they showed after the movie of them touring, like the police video of going down in the basement where everything was, that kind of creeped me out a little bit. That that, <laughs> like that yeah. stuff really did happen, and it's like, whew, creepy. Yeah. Never saw that one. Tend to avoid those things. That was in uh, college, seen... so that can't be held against me. Nope. <laughs> Have you guys seen Silence of the Lambs? With Hannibal no. the Cannibal. No. No. Okay. That's I know the that's movie. another one. That's another oh. one that like wasn't really like gory, but like it was just like kind of a suspense movie. Like there was there was definitely some violence in it, but it wasn't one of those where it was like, oh my gosh, like over the top kind of a thing. Um that was another good suspenseful one, I thought. Kind of a maybe not thriller, but had some suspense to it. But there you go. In honor of the Halloween season, we've done that justice. Like it. Guys, anything else before we sign off? Any any last thoughts or comments? Hold on to your seats. Anybody right. could be traded any day now. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Or we could be trading for someone, too. So. This is very true. The next week should be quite exciting till the deadline on the 29th of October. Anything can happen. Anything could happen. You, you guys might come in next we, week and hear that we traded out Tyler, you know. Well, no. Nope. Untradeable. Know, and, and it could be you guys would just be Thanks, shocked. Folks. It'd be like, what? We thought we had him for at least a few more years. Yes. Um, but then the behind the eye patch has a new owner. And and we'll have to see how that goes. But so, Tyler, you're on, you're on watch, bro. You're on notice, man. I'm yeah. on the trade block. Just saying, I, I have been making some calls. We'll put it that way. How much so. am I going for? Why do you think I'm on the podcast two weeks in a row? Phasing you out. Right. Right. Well, how much am I going to... for? I just want to know my going rate. You're do you well, really want to know? At least the first round draft. Am I at least like a golden microphone? The best I've gotten are microphone? two fourths right now. So, um, but it is two fourths. We do like taking usually like a defensive end at that, at that point. So at least um, it's not a middle linebacker in the fifth round. Right, right. That's that's not you. you you'll be a you could be a Mac, Mad Max Crosby man. Yeah, I mean, and Foster Moreau. I could be two dude, two, and they're both yeah, perfect. I'll take that. I'll take <laughs> two fourths. I Love won't it. go any lower. Well, we'll see if though uh, if uh, we can maybe restructure Tyler's contract and keep him around Raider Nation. In the meantime, you want to get in on the podcast, give us a call. 208-557-9771 is the number to call. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. Don't worry. When you call the hotline in, we will not answer. It goes straight to voicemail. You can oh. make a private message, but you know what? it will be a- made public when it hits the podcast. Tyler, yes? We've got a call from the Burton. Oh my gosh! I was unaware. Now my now my tukus is on the trading block, man. I didn't even know we had a talk call in this week. Jeez. Yeah, we got the Burton. So uh, we'll the Burton. We'll, well let's get to that. The Burton before here before we head out. All right, sounds good. Burton got- is on next. Let's get to his call. Tyler and Micah, 
This is your faithful caller, James Burton, the Burton, calling after the loss to the Packers. And I'll just say that the Raiders were tested today, and, and they failed the test. Uh, ex- the Packers exposed their greatest weakness still, which is their defense. The the offense, despite Derek Carr's horrible, horrible mistake at the goal line that really, really flipped the switch, kind of like uh, two weeks ago with Chicago, which I don't know if that was Josh's fault or Derek's fault with that pitch that went nowhere but to the, the Bears. But Carr just – uh he just seemed to have, I don't know, man, a lapse in thinking there or something. He really wanted to make a play, as Gruden would say, but it was a huge, huge mistake. And then also that interception in the end zone was terrible, too. Other than that, he was efficient again. Darren Waller looks incredible. Josh Jacobs looks incredible. The offense overall looks good. The defense, on the other hand, is still terrible. No pass rush. The defensive backs look completely lost. So the Raiders are, are better than last year. I can say that for sure, but they still have a lot of work to do. Other than that, hey, man, I'm going to keep following the Raiders, rooting for the Raiders, and I have for 50 years, and I'll continue on. All right, Tyler and Micah, enjoy your show, man. God bless the Raider Nation. Go Raiders. Thanks so much. We really appreciate that. Yeah, he really kind of covered, you know, spoke our sentiments. I think that's a lot of what Raider Nation's thinking about uh, with the whole deal with 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 Carr and the Raiders. I do want to say this. I I think Oakland is a playoff contender, not a championship contender. I think Oakland has uh, before you know in the past they haven't even been playoff contenders. So I do think that's an upgrade. I think Oakland has the shot. To get in, there are contenders for a playoff spot, which is better than what we've been in the past. But as far as like an AFC title or a Super Bowl, we're not there yet. And I think most fans would agree with with that assessment. Um, I mean, we just went up against a Super Bowl contender, the Green Bay Packers, and we saw how that went. And sure, it went well um, uh, for a little bit, but you know, for for you know, almost two quarters. But it it. it at the end of the day, weren't able to get it done. So uh, I do like Oakland, though, to be – I think they are playoff contenders, not Super Bowl contenders, though. And that's that's kind of what I – for me, what I kind of learned on Sunday. So, Amen. You, <laughs> you having more fun than a human being should be allowed to have at the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. Burton, thank you so much for the phone call. If you guys want to get in on the show – Give us a call, 208-557-9771 is the number to call. Leave us a voicemail. Follow us on Twitter at Behind iPatch. Find us on Facebook at Behind – not no at. Oh, gosh, I'm getting my social media platforms mixed up. Just search for the group page, Behind the iPatch on Facebook. Polls there weekly. We love to hear from Raider Nation. Give us a call. Send or you know if you don't want to call in, if you don't like, if that's not your thing, leave us a message. Shoot us a message, and we can we'll talk about it. We can read it back on the show. Love to do it. Love interacting with Raider Nation. Until next time, Birch Tyler, guys, it's been a lot of fun. Yes, it has. Just win, baby. 